Hi, this is Dr. Jenny Suckler, and welcome to the Art and Science of Defying Aging. Today's episode is about losing our hair as we age. Are you one of the many women who are losing your hair? Do you have a friend who's losing their hair? It's very alarming and somewhat unsettling, but I'm seeing more and more women who come into my clinic who are having gut issues, hormone problems, low energy and fatigue, that at the end of our time together, they say, oh yeah, I'm losing my hair. I can't tell you how many times I hear that in a week. It's almost like losing their hair is an afterthought, but I know it's so, so important to every woman, but it tends to get downplayed because they don't know what to do about it. Well, about one third of women experience hair loss or alopecia at some point in their lives. As women enter into perimenopause and go through menopause, around two thirds will suffer some hair thinning and or hair loss. Where hair loss can be devastating and embarrassing, can have a huge impact on women's emotional well-being and quality of life. Now, generally, we all do shed hair daily, but when the cycle becomes interrupted for various reasons, we start to notice hair thinning and hair loss. And again, we shed about 50 to 100 hairs every day, or the normal hair growth cycle. But when hair starts to exceed this pattern, then women experience what is referred to as female pattern baldness or andro- androgenic alopecia. I'm just going to briefly walk through the three hair phases. The first phase is called the antigen phase, or the growing phase. It typically lasts about two to eight years. But this phase generally refers to about 90% of the hair on your head. And the catagen phase, or also called the transition phase, is the time that your hair follicles shrink. It can take about two or three weeks. And the telogen phase, or the resting phase, can take about two to four months. When this phase ends, the hair falls out. So what does this really mean? Well, most women eventually develop some degree of female pattern hair baldness. It can start at any time. In our stressful world, more and more younger women are noticing hair thinning and hair loss. And these cycles tend to become interrupted. I often think of our gut like a garden. And we need to keep it in balance as it affects everything else that we do. I recently read that the scalp and hair growth was was like a garden also. I thought I'd never considered that before. But your hair growth is dependent on what's going on beneath your scalp that can cause problems and interfere with normal hair growth. So let's move on to actually what may be causing this hair thinning and our hair loss. Let's discuss some of the underlying root causes. The first one is hormones. I just talked about the importance of hormones in a previous podcast, but they play such a big part in our lives. Our hormones are like chemical messengers that regulate and support us as we age. And though we don't think about it, they also affect the growth of our hair. So hormones like our estrogen, our testosterone, and progesterone, as they change with age and we experience perimenopause and eventually menopause, our hormones are significantly different than they were in our 30s. And unfortunately, now I'm even seeing women in their 30s and then early 40s that are noticing some major differences in their hair. And their hormones are a big part of the picture. Now, besides our sex hormones, our thyroid hormones are also crucial to support healthy hair. I like to think of the thyroid like our gas pedal. And we all want more energy, right? So we try to pass down on that gas pedal to create energy. But having a healthy thyroid is also essential for hair growth. I think one of the poorly acknowledged hormones that also contribute and affect hair is our cortisol, or also referred to as our stress hormones. We have two adrenal glands that sit at the top of our kidneys are about pea size. And their function is to handle all the stress in our lives. Do you have stress in your life? I know I do. Well, these stress glands get tired. 
And then that 24-hour cortisol pattern becomes the fact it either goes too high or sometimes even goes too low or is a mixed pattern. So I often think about like our adrenal glands, like our gas tank. You need a full tank of gas in order to have a healthy thyroid in order to press down in that gas pedal. So these two are very intimately related. They can support each other or they can even sabotage each other if they're not balanced. So I often see a common pattern. The thyroid tends to be overtreated and it can often backfire and leave women frustrated and still losing their hair. And the reason is because not all the hormones were looked at were supported together. As I just mentioned about our stress and our cortisol, with our recent pandemic, it's really increased our levels of stress and it's negatively impacting women's health and our hair loss. Because over time, those chemical messengers that are released when we're stressed, it can push their body into a state that can almost push your hair follicles over the edge into the resting phase until over time your hair starts to fall out then increases our stress even more. Another part of the stress is autoimmunity. It seems more and more people, specifically women, are being told they have Hashimoto's. Basically, in a nutshell, Hashimoto's is an autoimmune issue, which means that your own immune system is mistakenly attacking your own thyroid. It actually can affect your hair follicles negatively, over time producing more hair loss. Now, Hashimoto's can be dealt with. It's not a death sentence. And one of my favorite resources on Hashimoto's is Isabella Wentz. She's got some great books that talk about how to manage and support yourself with Hashimoto's. Another issue I think that gets overlooked and seems unrelated to hair loss, but it's actually very important, is inflammation. I talked about this in an earlier podcast too, but how inflammation is the number one accelerator of rapid aging. There's a blood test that called CRP that can identify the level of systemic inflammation in your body that can tell us if inflammation is part of your root cause to your hair loss and any other problems within your body. Now the reasons for systemic inflammation are many, but just to mention a few, it can, can be toxins. Our inability to take in things every day as we do and to eliminate them through our poop, through our pee, through our breathing, and through our skin. Other problems about inflammation can be hidden infections, a poor diet, and lack of sleep, just to name a few. The last thing I'm going to mention, the last possible root cause for hair loss issues can be simple nutrient deficiencies, and particularly iron. As we eat poor diets, we're on the run, our nutrient-rich foods tend to be decreasing. And those foods that we eat tend to be poorly absorbed. That absorption can be just from rapid eating, eating when we're stressed. It can be from infections. So this cycle typically happens over time, it's very subtle. But there are many issues that lie within the gut itself that can forget hair loss. Now, I'm gonna mention just a few of these problems, things like low hydrochloric acid. That comes from the stomach, and when it becomes blocked or low, it can cause infections, like a protein digestion, absorption, which then can relate to poor hair growth. Hydrochloric acid is very important to digest proteins and protect yourselves again from infections. Other issues in the gut can be lack of digestive enzymes, a leaky gut. All of these things can ultimately affect absorption of your food that actually supports healthy hair. Now we can't stop the aging process. We can't change our genetics. 
However, we realize now that we can have much more control over the expression of our genetics and we can influence how we age by implementing healthy lifestyle strategies, better food choices, and using some supplements. So we can do things like keep our inflammation down. If you get your lab test and find you have a high CRP or systemic inflammation, things like taking vitamin D, taking some prolytic enzymes, ensuring healthy sleep patterns can all cut down on that inflammation. They're actually hair-friendly nutrients, and vitamin D is one of them. Other hair-friendly nutrients can be vitamin C, omega-3 fatty acids. And just to ensure that you're properly digesting your proteins through either a supplement with hydrochloric acid, apple cider vinegar, and or digestive enzymes. So supporting your gut with probiotics. We all have good guys and we all have bad guys in our gut. We want both. We just want them to be balanced. Supporting your liver. And just simply ruling out that we don't have any hidden infections or have any nutrient deficiencies by some specialized functional medicine lab testing to help you to see that this is not part of the hair loss issue. And lastly, as we just mentioned earlier, is assessing your hormone levels and taking the necessary steps to balance and support your hormones. Check in with your diet. An easy way to improve your diet is to eat the rainbow. Ensure that you're eating or adding more colors of vegetables to your diet every week. I started a new habit. I go to Sprouts, one of my favorite health food stores, once a week. I try to put in my cart at least two vegetables that perhaps I didn't have last week or things that I wouldn't normally pick out. I tried things like uh, rutabaga or leeks. So the following, I can take pride in saying, you know what, I added two more things from the rainbow. It may seem simple, and it is. It just takes a little forethought to realize that you are now expanding the rainbow and your gut is seeing an increased diversity, which helps your microbiome, which ultimately can help healthy hair. Now, as with all areas of our life, be aware of your stresses and strive to find a balance. We're never going to get rid of our stress, but we can have good tools in our tool bag to handle our stress so it doesn't overwhelm us and get the best of us. Now, sleep is your friend. I hear people so often talking about how little sleep they get. Their kids keep them up. It's the only time they can stay in the house quiet and work. While I understand all these issues, the key really is to help you understand the importance of sleep at night. Between the hours of 11 p.m. and 2 a.m., your body's almost getting like double hours of sleep because that's the time your body's rejuvenating and healing. So if you don't allow your body to take this time, things will become very difficult for you and your body never will properly heal. So sometimes I challenge my clients, if they go to bed like midnight or one o'clock in the morning, it seems unreasonable to say, oh, you have to be in bed by 11. So we work on some strategies we try to set a goal for about 30 minutes to an hour earlier. And even if sometimes people go to bed an hour earlier, they take a book with them. They say, well, there's no way I can possibly go to sleep. I understand. But by taking a book, your body starts to relax. And hopefully, you can reach the deeper phases of sleep and just get better quality sleep over time. So all these tools I just mentioned are very important. But they also take some time. So there are a couple other options you have if you want to accelerate your hair growth. So I sometimes I offer women these options. While we're working on your hormones and your gut, 
enhancing your ability to detoxify, there are two other things that we can use. And one is called PRP. It stands for platelet-rich plasma. So we draw your blood, and basically in simple terms, we spin it down, and we take the growth factors from that, and then we inject that into your scalp. That can provide some very good hair growth. There's also another option. It's called exosomes, and exosomes are basically a part of a stem cell. And what they do is they actually stimulate hair growth. They're almost like messengers that talk to your cells to promote regeneration and growth. Now, I used to do a lot more PRP. You had to do a sequence of treatments, but it actually brought some pretty good results. But exosomes seem to be even more over the top. Typically, on average, women only would need one treatment. So while we're working on your hormones, your gut, improving your diet and your sleep, we can accelerate hair growth by using what's called exosomes. And the end result is a happier, more confident woman who has growing hair. So if you're a woman or have a friend with hair loss, know that hair loss doesn't have to be permanent. With some investigating and possibly some PRP or even exosome work, you can feel confident again with a full head of hair. So look into some of these underlying root causes we mentioned earlier. Check out exosomes. Reach out to me through my website at myagingscore.com if you have any questions. So thanks for listening and see you next time.